Hey guys, welcome to Deathmatch News Radio. This is going to be episode number 38, and we are recording on the eve of May 1st and the day of May 2nd, my time. Um, as always, I'm joined by Mike. I'm going to let Mike go ahead. Mike, what's going on in your world? Hey, hello. Uh, lots of good stuff. I'm expecting a baby soon, so that's that's always a good thing. I'm on uh, I'm on baby countdown. Uh, you know, doing some interviews this week. Uh, I know we got Cole Radrick is coming on Deathmatch Cult Presents. I uh, got a really cool episode. I'm excited about Sunday night. We're doing a great debate too. Um, it's going to be with Shaheem from the THT Hot Tag Network and NuclearGraphicsHeat.com, and Jeremy uh, from I Got Your Five Stars and my co-host from the uh, Tales from Swanson Rittner and then Leon Sonkin, and then uh, our friend Max will be the orator. So we we've got about 21 cool questions, some fans and people. We took one of Stevens he put up and. And we've got a bunch of questions that I put up, and uh, it's going to be a real cool debate. I think the first one should be released very soon, and that was a lot of fun. That was with John Gray and Leon, so it's kind of going to be a revolving cast. I've got some wrestlers and referees, and actually some podcasters have already reached out to me about wanting to do this. So, you know, it may even be weeks where I'm not on it. So, it's going to be a revolving cast of people, and we're talking about all things wrestling. You know, territory days, Japanese wrestling, deathmatch wrestling, current wrestling, past wrestling, a couple top five sprinkled in. So I'm kind of excited about that. Awesome. Uh, a few other plugs before we get started. At, as always, we are a listener-supported podcast. If you think we've given you some value for your day, head on over to patreon.com slash deathmatchnews and join the amazing list of awesome people who support this show and make sure that we can record every, every week to bring you this show. Uh, we want to shout out to, in alphabetical order, Bucky Hins, Christian, uh, Dan Morris, Dominic Waring, Dominic Winzen, Doomtown, James Gruesome, Jay Howell, JL the Jobber, Joseph Conicello, Kevin Scully, Leo, Max Power, Paul Bain, Thomas Clemens, and Weston Flippo. Thank you guys so much for making this show possible. Also, big shout out to Jonathan Stauffer and Powerbomb Prince. Uh, they can handle most of your t-shirt and printing needs. And um, we are, and as always, we are going to be switching over our RSS feed. We're just waiting on iTunes to confirm our podcast. But uh, the Deathmatch News Radio will be, be moving over to its own feed uh, here short, uh, shortly. You can find that RSS feed in the info box of whatever app you happen to be listening to this in uh, right now. So uh, before we get started in the news, uh, Mike, is there any other plugs or anything that you want to get out of the way? Yeah, there's one other thing I just wanted to say. I wanted to send my condolences. Uh, my, my good friend John Gray, um, he lost his father in early April. Unfortunately, this past week, he lost his mother, too. And I'm um, just really sad. Uh, John's a, a good friend of mine. I produced his show for the Wrestling Cult Network. Um, you know, he was on our uh, our last great debate. Uh, you know, we talk all the time, and then I really, uh, I really, my heart breaks. And if you know John, you know, send him some love. You know, send him, send his wife Karen some love. Uh, very hard. You know, he was close to his mother and father, and to lose them both in such a short period of time is is a horrible thing so I, I just really feel bad for john and my heart breaks for him and you know if you know him and just give him a hey john we're thinking of you you're in our thoughts you know send him some positive vibes awesome absolutely so um okay well let's go into the news which we have a lot to go over where do you want to start oh we can start wherever you want to start well the biggest news is going to be the return of john moxley i would think um so Dean Ambrose, it looks like the Dean Ambrose thing is completely real. He has gone from the WWE. Uh, last night, he dropped a personal video. First, he changed his Twitter back to John Moxley, professional.wrestler. And he released this little 90-second uh, ad <clears throat> of him 
breaking out of a prison, wrapping barbed wire around his fist. He's uh, he's walking through the streets of L.A. He's got blood around his hand, and it says John Moxley. You know, uh, John Moxley is the name that he used when he was on the the Indies. John uh, John Moxley. Um, wrestled in CZW, appeared in a couple TODs. He did a, a bunch of death matches against, like, Drake Younger, Nick Gage, blah, blah, blah. Um, a lot of people are going to be speculating where he's going to wind up on, on the indies. I have my thoughts. But what, you know, what did you think of this promo? Um, I thought it was really interesting. Um, I, I'm quite sure he's going to be on the indies, but I was thinking in my mind, man, if he stays with WWE, wouldn't this be, like, the greatest swerve ever? But, uh, which I don't, which I highly likely doubt. Um, I was just amazed that WWE gave him so much love on the way out because they never do that. But, uh, I mean, if you look at this, I mean, people say there's Easter eggs with the dice. It was a date of AEW. Um, I, I, I could see him going to AEW and still having a contract where he could appear in other indies. You know, Jericho can still go to Japan. Omega can still go to Japan. These guys are able to build their own contracts, and he, he would be the biggest star that company would have. So he could probably tell them what kind of contract period he wants, and they would give it to him. I know that I, I've heard that there was like a 4 or $5 million offer. Um, so, I mean, I, I think we'll see him in GCW at some point because GCW pulls off everything. Um, it totally wouldn't surprise me if he did a run-in. TOS or something would be awesome. <laughs> TOS, you know, tag Gage or something and set up a, a match with him and Gage. Um, but I definitely think we'll see him in AEW too. Um, I, I just think uh, they, that's, he wants creative control, and, and I think they're willing to give it to him. And, uh, you know, he, I think that's the biggest problem. He was just upset with his character, and he's a guy who really puts the time into it, and he's made a lot of money. His wife is still in WWE. I think he really, you know, if you remember his indie character before, I mean, in CZW, in uh, Dragon Gate USA, he did a bunch of stuff in Early Evolve. He was in CZW. Um, he definitely... Was very character driven, and he really put his time and money into it. And I, I don't think he was ever comfortable with the Dean Ambrose name. And I really think the WWE. He was so hot a few years ago. He was like getting to that like I won't say Stone Cold hot, but he was going down that road. And they just shit on him with their horrible booking. Kind of like the same way they done with Bray Wyatt. Um, they got these guys at a timer on fire, and they fucking book them like idiots. So uh, I definitely think you'll see him in AEW, and, and I do think you'll see him in a GCW ring at some point. Yeah, I mean, you know, it it doesn't seem like outside of the the you know the top core of the Bucks and Cody and blah blah, um, it seems like the whole roster like they don't have uh, contracts that would preclude them them from doing um, um, indies. You know, you have like Pac is still doing shows all over the world, and sure. you know, uh, Janela has basically said he's like, look, I'm going to be doing GCW until I die and blah blah. And they're they're and I know that they're even. You know, Janelle is, of course, going to push for his boys, his company, so there's going to be that relationship there. Um, so I don't see anything that would stop uh, uh, Dean Ambrose, John, you know, John Moxley from being in AEW and still being able to do uh, indies. He's going to be able to command a very high payday. He's going to make a lot of money from meet and greets and autograph stuff at any show he does for that first six months to a year so. I can definitely see him, first of all, going to AEW, because that's the most logical choice. He's going to be the biggest star on the indies maybe ever. Like It's not like Alberto Del Rio, who had some runs with the SmackDown title, and this and that. It's like Dean Ambrose has been the focal point of WWE for four or five years now. He's won the world title multiple times, pinned 
uh, Roman Reigns and all of that I, stuff. I, so, I would, go on. Yeah, I would say seven or eight years. Yeah, I mean, uh, 2011, they they broke in, and you know they had runs, and Punk was still hot, and definitely. I can't believe that they were around for that long, man. Time flies. Yeah. But um, and I'll be honest, just, like Dean Ambrose, that is the when the Shield debuted. That was the moment when I got back into watching wrestling. I was like. John Moxley is on television. Whoa! And Daniel Bryan got hot and all that type of stuff. So for me, it was awesome. Um, as for the WWE dropping the ball on the character, obviously there was that point when when Roman Reigns went down with hit the uh, I think the hernia injury. Me and my friend Adam, my co-host on the Bubble, we would like you know just text each other incessantly like, man, this is Dean's moment. He's got that character, that edge, that this, that that. And now, ever since coming back from his injury. He's jacked. He's got that look. Like, he just looks like a star. I know he's made a couple comments on various podcasts. The first one is that um, in Vegas, because he lives in Vegas, he claimed on the Jericho podcast a couple couple years ago that he owns a bunch of property in Vegas. And he basically said, I'm set. I get checks each month. I'm set for life. I don't need to work anymore, which probably inspired him to leave the, 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 uh, the WWE. The next one he said it was he was like uh, he made a comment that you might have a, a backstory on, but he made a comment on some show that he loves the deathmatch wrestling and he wants to do one more deathmatch before he's done, right? Correct. Yeah. So um, he's got that going for him, and then over Mania weekend, a, a bunch of wrestlers heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who said that he wanted to come back and do one more deathmatch, you know, and that he's got opponents picked and all that type of stuff. Um, I think GCW is the obvious choice. My friend Adam, who doesn't really know a lot about the scene, he was like, well, I imagine that CZW is on the top of his list. And we'll get into this in a moment, but I told him, I was like, CZW isn't CZW. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to take on Session Moth Martina. Yeah, you know, it's like all of those guys from CZW from his days are gone. Now Nick Gage and Danny Havoc and all those guys, they're in another company. So... Um, I would not be at all surprised to see him do, <clears throat> maybe not a lot, but I could see him do one match in GCW on a big stage. And we talked a while about, uh, back in uh, a couple months ago, about what would be the highest attended death matches. And I would imagine GCW could get a nice score for Dean Ambrose versus, say, Alex Cologne or Nick Gage or Eric Ryan or whatever. I, I think a, it'd have to be Gage. I think they'd have to have their biggest competitor. Yeah, I, I think it'd have to be Gage. I mean, I'm not saying Clone and, and Ryan would be amazing, but I think against Moxley it'd have to be Nick Gage because one, they have a history. Yeah, uh, and two, he's their biggest star in GCW. Nick Gage. I can't see any other match. At least starting out, maybe he'd do a couple after or something. Maybe they'd put the belt on him just to have a recognition for a minute. But uh, I think it would have to be Gage, or maybe Gage loses the belt and then Moxley comes out and challenges him. There's so many uh, amazing scenarios you could have. Yeah, it's all going to come down to how many matches can they get. Now, it, okay, so I do want to say, in GCW's Infinite Ways, um, they have been, uh, like, they posted Notorious dot, you know, dash, 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 and that's, uh, I, I, I think that's an obvious playoff of the t-shirt, the Notorious Mocks. Um, I mean, they're dropping all the hints possible that he's coming in, you know. So... We'll see. Um, I'm excited. It's definitely the most exciting time to be a wrestling fan that I can think of. 
For sure. Uh, for sure. Between that and, and the whole AEW, um, I, I think they're going to end up on TNT from which I've heard. Um, I think if you turn on that first TNT show and there's uh, John Moxley and Jericho and, and I think Pac is going to be a ridiculous star. I yeah. think he's going to be his biggest heel in the fucking promotion. I think WWE totally missed the boat because he was such a great heel. Um, I think Pac is going to be huge there. Uh, you got the Bucks. You got Omega. You know, imagine Omega and Moxley. You know, this no. this brings up another thing about, we've kind of talked about it, but AEW is mildly flirting with, you know, doing a death match at some point. When they signed sure. with, with uh, or I'm sorry, when they signed, the, when they announced the deal with AAA, AAA, they showed clips of light tubes and fire, and they've got Jimmy Havoc and a few other kind of death match guys. And, um, and above all, this really shocked me, uh, Nick Gage and a couple of other of the GCW guys are going to be at the, uh, the StarCast show. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't at all be surprised to see Nick Gage in AEW at some point. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. He, I mean, really, on. he's one of the biggest stars on the indies now. I mean, he's he's appearing in Inspired Pro in Texas. He's always booked on Beyond Cards. He's going out to California and doing indies. He's on AIW. He's going down to Tennessee and doing a scene. He's, he's a huge star. So there's a lot Black going on there. Yeah, I mean, he's all over. Gage is all over. Yeah. So that is what's going on. Um, anything else you want to add on the Moxley AEW stuff? No, I just think, like I say, I, I think it can only make the WWE better at some point because they're going to have to be. Uh, you know, and people ask, people say, well, do you think they can really impact the WWE? This was on a question for a great debate. They already have. They already have impacted WWE. How they're doing their contracts how they're trying to sign everyone, the crazy money they're offering jobbers, a bunch of wrestlers sitting out and want to leave. They've already impacted WWE. So people say that AEW can't impact them. They're wrong. They yeah. already have. They haven't even opened their fucking doors yet. So what can they do when they open their doors? You know, yeah. uh, I personally think The Undertaker leveraged WWE to get a huge contract. You know, he, he signed up for that StarCast. I'm, Vince probably gave him a $6 million deal to come out once a year and go to the ring. It's weird how much I didn't even really think about this, but it's weird how much WWF is turning into the WCW uh, nightmare of paying guys yeah. to sit home. Yeah, it, it is it, absolutely. You know, a hundred percent. They're paying. You know, they're paying Luke Harper to sit home. He wanted to be released. Sasha Banks is not on TV. They might pay her to stay home. The revival. They just offered uh, half a million dollars a year apiece. They haven't resigned. Uh, they offered the uh, Good Brothers a big giant contract, who they haven't booked good at all. They they don't want to sign. There's so many guys that want to. Leave there uh it's it's they've created their own mess um and i think that they should worry a little i mean i'm not saying wd's gonna go away but they've got someone who has more money than them can compete they don't have a small build-up company that has no money mm-hmm. they have a backer that's that's bigger than big you know what i'm saying yeah so it'll be interesting to see and and they really have a, a good lineup to start with People were shitting on the first card. They're like, well, that's, you know, I was seeing on the board somewhere. Well, that's not really that good of a card. Well, really, was WrestleMania a good card? Did that have you fucking hard in your, in your pants when you looked at the lineup? I mean, you got Omega and Jericho. It's going to be fun. Lucha Brothers and fucking Young Bucks, they've always been amazing matches. Whoever's been pro wrestling, Gorilla, AAA. I think Pac and fucking Adam Page is going to be great. I like the old school feel of Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes. Absolutely. Uh, you're going to have Seema in there and a six man. Uh, I don't see what's wrong with that card at all. I think that's an exciting card because it's different matchups. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE WrestleMania was horrible. I haven't seen a WWE card on paper that's made me excited in fucking years. So when people say, well, hey, WWE card doesn't look that good, when has WWE looked good? Is it like, so you listen to me and Adam on the bubble sometimes, right? I do, yes. Okay, so you know our basic thesis is and stuff. And um, the one thing that, that, that drives me nuts, and we'll get back to, you know, the death matches. Don't worry, guys. But I do yeah. want to talk about this with Mike. We got to get you on the bubble sometime. But sure. it, it blows me away how much people not only discredit AEW, but they force the discreditation. And it, and it reminds me, a lot of people kind of tell me, they're like, Steve, there's a whole generation of people who never saw wrestling. Who they they don't remember the '90s when you had people jumping from company to company. They don't remember that time period, and it's so weird to me that people don't want competition. Like there are so many message boards and stuff that I see of people like John Moxley going to the T-shirt company. Big deal. It's like you fuckers have any type of like dreams or anything. It it just yeah. drives me nuts. That's huge. I mean, back in the day when you turned WCW and WWE on, you never know what's going to happen. That's what made it exciting. I remember when Rick Rude was on both shows because they taped one live and then they would give results for WWE. They pushed each other to be better. Uh, WWE, since 2001, has been the king of the roost, and their product has gotten so bad. Um, I think people are just ridiculous to say that that car is not exciting. Uh, Omega and Jericho is going to be fucking great. Their first match was amazing in Japan. Uh, Pac and Paige is going to be great. I think it's going to be a real violent match. Uh, you know, and they've got so many young guys. They've got MJF. They've got Janela. They've got so many guys that are signed that could really be breakout stars. I mean, this is going to be the, really the biggest platform for Omega, Young Buck. People are going to fall in love with these guys. It's going to be like a, a fresh new thing, and they're going to do some amazing things. And most of them are healthy because they've taken the time going into this to heal up and do a few bookings. And they're behind it. And they have an owner who's behind it. And and that's the biggest thing is like ECW, the guys in the locker room, they're all behind it. GCW, the guys in the locker room, they're all behind it. These guys are behind it. They're excited. They're putting out a product uh, that's going to be amazing. You know, and people... People kind of shit them. Well, I'll never be WWE. Ugh, good. I'm glad. Who wants to? WWE is so bad. And I hate to say that because I've been a wrestling fan forever. But the product is so bad. I mean, there's some things I like, but not much. I have to sit through three-hour Raw and find half an hour I might like. And now they're talking about SmackDown and going three hours. They can't. They can't put on three hours of good programming. I'm have so you seen sick that, of that. That comic strip where <laughs> it's a comic strip of Vince in like the TV room, and they're like. Uh, Okay, Vince, tell us the details. And he's like, well, well you know, SmackDown's going to be two hours. And someone goes, well, if we offered you more money, could it be three? And he goes, well, hey, what about? Yeah. And it cuts to the fans yeah. have been locked in the SmackDown Dome for yeah. 82 hours straight or something. <laughs> yeah. God, it might be eight hours pretty soon. I mean, look at fucking WrestleMania. They might as well go to two days. Yeah. I, I could not sit in the fucking stadium for seven and a half hours. Sit through that shit. Yeah. Holy fuck. I would. I wouldn't even dream of wanting to go. And plus, it's Holy out. Shit. Though, eh. I mean, and and yeah, exactly what you're saying. Uh, but it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Here, here's a couple examples. Bray Wyatt was so over. Remember when Bray Wyatt was so over at WrestleMania? Was seen it. The fans were behind him. The whole yep. place was like lit up. And then they put him in stupid shit. Like, look at this shit now. Is he Pee Wee Herman? 
Have you seen his promos for the I've Playhouse? I've seen like little clips on YouTube. I know Fire, people Fire, are, are like, yeah, people are all flipping and, out about it and saying, so I'm like, this is, guys, that, you know what? You've got kids, Mike. You watch the Disney Channel live action goofy yeah. bullshit shows. That's what the WWE is now. It's no different from that. Yeah, so yeah, but Robin it's like a twisted or... one. I mean, they're showing houses on fire and evil witches. It's like a twisted version of the Disney show. Well, no, I mean I... the the whole show, like the batch. You know, sure. the backstage Absolutely. skits are like no these. Thought. Yeah, you know, no there's thought. no thought. It's all like these fart Sparing. jokes. No. And it's terrible. Yeah. It's it's horrific. You know, and they're trying to be so PC. It's just absolutely horrible. And I personally think Bray Wyatt was one of the most creative, not the greatest wrestler, but so creative. Uh, I loved when the Wyatts and the Shield were feuding. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're so, and they fucked his character so many times. I mean, they just repackaged people so many times. It's, it's fucking horrible. I could give two fucks about Bobby Lashley. Um, every other week, Elias is a face, heel, face, heel, face, heel. How do you ever get behind the guy? They switch him every week. He's been a face heel, face heel. I want to say there's been six turns since uh, maybe last October. Yeah, that's insane. You know, you don't. You're never going to be able to get behind. And look how bad they booked Ambrose. Oh my God, such a talented guy, and, they, and they're booking him the job for. I'm sorry, but it, it's not ten years ago. I don't really think people want to see Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. I know I don't. I well, mean, going back to Moxley real quick, you so this video that they made, it's very uh, high, like you know, uh, high end. Oh yeah, and for sure. um, people kind of you know, I made the comment. You know, everybody kind of feels this. Is they're like, who was Dean Ambrose in the WWE? He was the lunatic fringe. This and that. This one video told me more about this character than the WWE has in the past, you know, five or six sure. years. And for I sure. can imagine guys like. Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt and a lot of guys are looking at this like that oh. was cool and what Luke we're Har- doing is not cool. Uh, Luke Harper is such a talented big man. Yeah. They've gave him a few runs and he's looked great and then they've just shit on him. Yeah. They repacked him, the Bludgeon Brothers, this and that. I don't give a fuck about Eric Rowan. Luke Harper I used to watch him as Brody Lee because there's an indie promotion that's not too far from my house well, within an hour and they would run all these small towns and I've seen him a gazillion times. And he is such a good dude. I have, we have mutual friends. And he is so talented. Well, I, I'd be putting a world title into someone. He could have that kind of run. Mm-hmm. He is so good in the ring. That was a great was with him and Wyatt because Luke would do the majority of the wrestling and Wyatt could be the voice. Wyatt was like the Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, but they don't and, have uh, patience, you know. They don't have patience uh, to, to build up these characters and everything. That's because they're stupid. I mean, you have to build up a character. There has to be a slow buildup and there has to be a... I mean, they just change everything. I mean, the Bludgeon Brothers. How goofy was that? And then this, and then that, and then he was a face. And he was, another one, face, heel, face, heel, face, heel. I mean, how do you ever get true heat when you're supposed to hate someone one week and then love them the next week? Or how do they ever become a true face? I mean, and really, really face, heel thing is so overrated in a point. But at the same time, too, you know, because there's not the great faces and the great heels. You know, I, I mean, Roman Reigns, uh, boy, they put so much into him and they just couldn't get him over. And this is a horrible thing to say. And I'm a cancer uh, patient, so I'm going to say this. It took cancer to put Roman Reigns over. For like where two Roman, weeks. Right. And now it's it, now my friend Jameson texts me because 
we talk about Jameson on the show a lot, but Jameson is my friend who's the tit, he is the quintessential casual fan. You know, he 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 embodies everything that you think about, and 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 even he messaged me a, a couple days ago. He goes, "Is it okay for me to not want to cheer fucking Roman Reigns?" Yeah. You know, I'm like, "Yeah, dude, like who cares?" You it's know? like Vince just Vince will not give up on him. He's he's going to make him Hulk Hogan <laughs> or Steve Austin. He's never going to be. I mean, in my opinion, he's the worst member of the Shield. Yeah. Well, you there know, was I, points. You know what? Let's. Hey, Mike, we'll get you on the bubble. We can go over this, but we got tons okay. of bloody, ugly sure. fucking deathmatch stuff For to sure. talk about. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, breaking news, WWE sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Surprise. Um, well, okay. Uh, so, John Moxley, hopefully we'll see him on the indie scene very soon, which I'm sure we will. Um, GCW news coming out the butt as usual. Um, so, GCW announced that they're going to be running the Deathmatch Hall of Fame. Um, the first entry is going to be uh, the wife beater. This is going to be on May thirty first at the showboats. So they're going to make a little double day out of it. Are you going to be able to go to this? No, I wish they would announce it earlier. You, you can't earlier, fudge I, your your thing. One, you know. No, no. I, I I'm I'm lucky enough to go to one day. I don't want to push my luck. Okay. Uh, I, I really would have if, if I'd have known ahead. I probably would have, but now it would be hard. I mean, at least I don't think. Maybe. There's a, maybe a small chance, but I will be at TOS either way. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so this is going to be a banquet. Um, it's not going to be at the show, which, I, you know, and look, I'm not going to just start throwing shade at another company and blah, blah, but I do think when I think of a Hall of Fame, this is – they are kind of hitting what I think. I think of, a, a you know, a uh, Hall of Fame as a banquet, induction ceremony, speeches that aren't, you know – when you're doing induction ceremonies as part of a show in the middle of the ring in front of the the you know the uh, 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 the crowd, you're not going to get those 15, 20 minute speeches per guy where they can thank who they want to thank and blah blah. So I think this will be a, a little kind of a better platform to get the, those kind of speeches. I'm not into the WWE Hall of Fame because I don't want to hear speeches from Hillbilly Jim. It's not part of my world, right? <laughs> But I would love a 20-minute speech from the wife beater thanking who he wanted to thank and all that type of stuff. So that's awesome. Um, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about this uh, about this uh, thing that they're doing? I think it's cool um, for sure. I, I, I wish they would have announced it a little sooner, but I think it's awesome. Um, I think it will be a cool turn. I mean, maybe I can make it. I think it's awesome to give these guys, like, some credit. And, you know, may, and, and if it's the day before, I'm sure we'll see the wife beater at TOS. I mean, not in the tournament, obviously. But wouldn't, wouldn't that be something? If anybody could get him to come back and do one match, right? But uh, I'm sure Schlack we'll see him is, around like, there. Schlack is begging for it on Twitter, too. Uh, yeah, there's, there's some some amazing matches you could do. Him and Gage one more time would be amazing. Yeah. You know? Just that old, or him and Gage together, like the old school against the new school, maybe against like Schlack and Marcus. Yeah, you know, there's just so. Uh, I and mean, plus, he just, that'd probably be better since he hasn't wrestled in like you know, twelve years or fourteen years or something. So yeah, he's done a yeah, he did a um, one off at a CZW show like ten years ago, but it was it was a real like three minute match with Danny Havoc, and it really wasn't a. A whole lot of things, but yeah, he really hasn't been in the ring, and uh, yeah, I, I would do a tag match. I mean, you know, he, he's just a guy. I mean, I, I, I was such a wife beater fan uh, back in early CZW. He was one of my favorites. I mean, he just didn't give a fuck 
I mean, there was just boot. He always came out of his matches just uh, that back of his just just fucking destroyed. Yeah, and our, he created. You know, I mean, I don't I don't know how he did it, but he. You know, people say, you know, the, uh, you know, they'll comment on it and they'll be like, oh, he's got the fucking, you know, the whole, uh, you know, the, uh, the wife beater back. And he was one of those first guys who, he was wrestling shirtless and he was doing matches with like 200 tubes. And he was one of the first guys oh. that would get that insane body color, you know? Oh, my goodness, yeah. You know, crazy matches with Zandig, with Lobo, with Nick Gage, you know, 200 tubes with Hatred. Yeah, he just had fucking so many amazing, you know, anytime you think of those, like, Sewell matches, those early CZW matches, uh, Wife Beater was usually in or near the main event. Uh, and, and he just took so many shots, him and Mondo, TOD, him and Necro. Yeah, just fucking, and it was simple. He just went out and they beat the fuck out of people. Uh, nobody will ever accuse him of being Danny Hodge, but that's not what you needed. This um, isn't he, the, he, uh, yeah, I mean, this right, isn't this the is, collar and elbow Hall of Fame. Yes, this isn't the this isn't the uh, AWA Classic Wrestling 1953 with Danny Hodge and Vern Gagne. Yeah. This is a uh, deathmatch wrestling, and uh, you know him and him. Yeah, I think him and Gage teaming up against uh, Slack and fucking Marcus would be money. Um. So uh, a couple other things I want to say about the thing is um. So you gotta think who else is, is going to be there. Um. Uh, what the theme that I've gotten is that they 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 really want to make this special for fans. And they really right. want to keep it where they're inducting people who can actually be there. And as we right. know, GCW is not afraid to fly in guys and create special moments for fans. Um, one guy who's going to be there who I think that you could induct, because I'm like, what Japanese guys can you induct and make it a special event that's different from other things like this? Um, great Sasuke. I don't think that you can put Sasuke in a deathmatch hall of fame. But one guy you right. could would be uh, Kodaka, and Kodaka is announced sure. for TOS. We'll go over that in depth oh, in a moment. I'm so but, hard. Yeah. Oh my god. I can't even. I can't it's even tell insane. you. That what made a tournament, my right? night. Yeah, yeah, that made my night. Oh, when they put Kodaka. I mean, the only thing to go over that would have Takeda's coming, but uh, Kodaka, fucking, you know. Yeah. It so, made me hard. All right. But they. Uh, but I think Isami Kodaka. He's been wrestling for what 13, 14 years. He's been doing deathmatch heavy the entire time. I think oh, yeah. Kodaka is a Hall of Famer, for sure. And he's a guy that sure. I I would induct while he's in town. Let him give a little, you know, let him give a five minute speech that he can try to give. But I think that'd be really great for the for uh yeah. for a first class. I think it'd be cool if they got Zandig to come over, being it is TOS, and Zandig. You know, the first couple TOSs were Zandig's TOS. Yeah, um, I mean, I think that would be the that would be my pick for the top for better or worse. Zandig did mass. I mean, he's probably the most pro, the most influential person in American deathmatch history is definitely Zandig, right next to Cactus Jack and Terry Funk. It's got to be Zandig right there. Yeah, and he was huge in Japan too. Yeah, know, still a huge. big star. Still a big star. Sure. Um, but I mean, everything I I've heard is that Zandig. You know, he's here one day, gone the next. He's got, you know, he's got problems with his back, of course. Um, I hear on, on, you know, there's various mentors that people say they run into him at, you know, stores in, like, the area. So he's around. Um, I'm, I just don't know. Zandig comes off as a guy who, when he's gone, he's gone. He's not obsessed with the business right. in that way. Sure. But it's something special like that, you know, maybe he'd come in. Yeah. 
I mean, this would be the moment to do it, I would think. But maybe he's not white a... beater would be there too. Yeah. When would you ever see Zandig and you know white beater together? Not very often. Yeah. Engage. You know what a moment there. You know, bring in Lobo and that'd be an amazing moment, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, how about Gage going in? Wouldn't he be a first ballot? So that's the one thing, you know, you do want to stagger, because in theory this is going to be a yearly sure. thing. And one of my complaints, so I'm going to say a couple complaints about Hall of Fames. I think a lot of Hall of Fames, they shoot their load way too fast, and they put in all of the top guys in the first year, and then you wind up with, I'm not going to say names, but, you know, not the top of the top by year three or three or four. So I think that they can keep it to five names, five or six guys. I think that would be fine. Um We'll yeah, see, I, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. But I mean, if you could get Gage, Lobo, that, you know, that's the starting class of CZW. What a perfect way to kick off your Hall of Fame. But you, you've got to think of the future, and what a better way to be in year four where you induct the last yeah. of that group, and then you get the big photo op yeah. in year four, and you charge a little There's bit of money. There's a lot of guys, though. There's yeah. a lot more guys than, you know, year two, you know, you bring in, you know, Madman Pondo, yeah. Necro Butcher. Year three, you're bringing Kasai. Year four, you're bringing Matt. You, you could, I mean, I, I agree with you 100%, but I think there's enough guys and enough that are affiliated with you could do a, I just think that'd be a cool theme. Yeah. You know, well, but I agree with you thing, 100%. Yeah, because, I mean, there's going to be, you know, GCW thinks long-term, and that's what kind of makes them different. And so think long-term in that sense. Um, the other thing, obviously... How do they avoid, and is it possible, or or should they, but is there a worry about that this is, you don't want this to become the, quote, real CZW Hall of Fame. Like, how can they make sure that this is something different? Well, it's, it's GCW. Um, you know, they, they, they've used Zandig, they've used Gage. Well, maybe not, you know, Wife Beater's never been there, but but I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, you got to bring in some different guys. I mean, thing with their roster is, majority of their roster is younger deathmatch competitors. You know what I'm saying? I would say Tremont is probably Hall of Fame worthy just because he's had such an accomplishment. But you got a lot of younger guys in their roster that say, I mean, but there's other people you could bring out. I mean, Masada's done some stuff there. Uh, obviously, he's going to be in CZW, but he's a guy you could bring. You could bring in a guy like Madman Pondo, or you could bring in somebody along those lines. I mean, there's different guys out there. They've used Supreme before. You know, there's some there's some worthy guys out there to make some filler. You know, if you have your wife beater, and then you have a couple other guys, and I think Lefisto would be cool. Mm-hmm. One guy who no. I um I'm I'm amazed that he's. Maybe he just doesn't want to do it. I don't know. But one guy who I think um, should be in this topic who's never uh, is uh, Thumbtack Jack. I think that's that he's sure. like he, – like he was such a big part of that scene for so long. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> for sure. And not just CZW. You no, know, he was in the Mid-South for a minute until so he tried to cookie and son. WXW. <laughs> WXW. He did some stuff in East Coast. You know, he went to the finals of the one uh, – the one freaking uh, masters of pain against Edo. I think he won, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he yeah, won. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he went over Edo. You know, he compared. You know, he appeared there. WXW. You know, he, German uh, GSW. You know, yeah, he was on his way to Japan. Had injuries not happened. Yeah. You know, there were things that were going. So yeah, it's very sad. I just saw the strangest thing of him too. Is he doing porn now? I saw him doing a marathon. I didn't see him doing porn. He's doing porn. It looked like a porn thing. 
It really did. And it was a bit, it was a, it's not a certain Russian site that we both go on sometimes. Wait and a uh, it, let me looked, see this. <laughs> yeah, gotta go back a little ways. But it looked like he was doing a porno. It really did. It, it was uh, probably a couple weeks ago, but it was I said, what the fuck is that? And I never thought any more of it, but it looked like uh, looked like he was in a picture of a porno or something. Well, um, if we have any Russian listener, or I'm sorry, German listeners, uh, help us out if uh, if that's true, because I'm curious about that. Not that yeah, I watch it. I'll find a picture sometime and I'll send it to you. But uh, it, it very looked like a, it looked like a him and a lady about to start a pornographic picture. Without cool. a doubt. It, <laughs> it is good Germany. for him. Yeah, good for him. Good it for is him. Germany. Yes, um, he is from Germany. So I've actually. I, okay, so here's a quick story. No, I'm not going to tell that story. Okay. Uh, all right, keep on moving. Um, all right, come cool. on. Your, um, your math story got some big hits last week. You didn't even go into it far. Let's yeah. share a good story. <laughs> well, okay, it, okay, it's your pick. Do you We're want the censor. Do you want the German pornhouse story or do you want the Mongolian meth story? I'll take the German pornhouse story for okay, 500. Okay, so I, uh, I, when I was in Prague, I had to go to Germany for my, uh, my visa stuff. And so we were in Berlin for uh, a day, and one of my one of the guys – I and, and there was a guy who was a fucking weirdo, okay? I'm not going to say – like he was just a weirdo, okay? And so we're uh, at the bars and stuff, and next door we start seeing – there's just a lot of stuff going on next door, and it looks a little weird and stuff, so – me and this guy, we peek over, and he could speak German, so he's talking to people, and it was a porn house. And he was like, oh, this is where they film that German goo girl stuff. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me right here? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, what it is is literally they put up an ad online saying, hey, guys, we're filming, so anybody who wants in, bring your medical papers. Uh, like, anybody, like, you could do it. Just bring an STD check from the past month, and 80 euros and you can go Jump in on a plane. and be part of the German Goo Girl pornos. So that's how they Goo- film all those. What is a Goo Girl? Is that like... It's a chick who takes spooge on her face. I mean... Okay. I'm just making sure it wasn't like the Scheiser videos. Yeah. No, no. It's not poop. Okay. It's... Yeah. All right. Okay. That's okay then. <laughs> but, um, so we're just... So we turned it into a gag where we're like smoking weed and drinking on the streets and we're just watching all these guys come in and so a guy would go in and then 12 minutes later, the guy would come out looking like red face with a mask <laughs> pulled up and everything <laughs> you know, to like smoke a cigarette. And, and all of the guys were like, it's so hot in there. You, like, you just want to get out of there. It's so burning hot because there's like 80 fucking dudes in there all jacking off. Anyway, um, I did not have 80 euros on me and I did not have an STD check. So that's I did not partake. Same. I'm sure that's a great regret of yours. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so so maybe yeah, maybe he was doing that. I don't know. Uh, maybe no. It looked like him and one lady. It looked like a classy thing too. It looked like she was dressed up and like a business thing, and he was. Mm. It was super it was classy. Nineteen nineties, like, like boss porno kind of. I'm looking for it now as we talk. If I come across it, I'll send a copy of it to you later. But uh, yeah, it definitely had that like. High-end porn thing. It didn't have that German uh, porn goo house where thirty guys were in a circle jerking off around a girl's face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It didn't, didn't have that feel to it. All right. Okay. Moving on, man. <laughs> um, come on. You know that's going to be tagged later on uh, Twitter. It Something. should be. <laughs> uh, oh, that's gonna... 
So next one, uh, Kodaka is in TOS. Uh, Mike's got his dick hard, ready to go into the German Goo Girl stuff. Very hard. Very hard. Uh, what do you think? I mean, Kodaka's coming back. What do you think? Hey, maybe he could be the winner. Made the finals last time. Uh, amazing wrestler. Um, can set up some awesome matches. Uh, you know, uh, Kodaka Orin White would be awesome. Kodaka Lloyd, you know, depending on who else they put in. Kodaka Cologne, maybe if Cologne comes in. Kodaka Eric Ryan. I mean, really, they all, they all sound quite exciting, don't they? So this brings up a thing where I'm curious. So they've got a lot of Japanese guys on now, three of them. And right. I'm just guessing, like, like I think the, the, that we'll wind up with four Japanese and four Americans, and they can run that kind of a tournament. I mean, that would be oh, kind yeah. of cool. Yeah, awesome. That but, was the one year. Remember TOD started did that the one year? Yeah. Three Japanese guys and, uh, and uh, Arrowboy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I always like – so you want the best matches for the crowd, and obviously the, the uh, Japanese guy is going to blend – like Kodaka and Sakuda are going to blend well just because they've been wrestling each other uh, 50 times a year for the past three years. So do you run Kodaka versus Sakuda in the first round I, and knock one of – I mean – I would because yeah. when do we see a BJW match in the United States? Yeah, and they, they're going to work together perfectly with language-wise, and because sometimes you remember Kadaka and Raver it wasn't a horrible match, but it didn't translate to what I thought it'd be. Yeah. When I saw it on paper, I thought, "Holy shit!" I mean, when do you see a BJW match over here? Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's the more you work with someone, the more you're going to blend, and it's always kind of uh, it kind of sucks because like if it's if the first round is Schlack versus Eric Ryan, okay, they've wrestled each other three, four times. They hang out at all, at all of the shows. They know each other. I found it. Oh, yeah, send over this pic of, uh, of this dude. Uh, yeah, I'm going to – I don't read German, but I'll have to translate. All right, cool. But um, The porno. And then to take Kodaka, who speaks very little English, and throw him in with Raver for the first time, it's nobody's fault. It's just the first time that two guys are going to have a match against – each other so there's going to be some mistiming and all that type of stuff um i don't know i don't think Kodaka would win it i think they you know after takeda won the last one i think they want to put it on a more homegrown kind of guy but i can see Kodaka going to the finals but, but i could see him winning a setting up gcw versus japan they have to get it back you know he won going to japan you know get the feud going yeah i just sent you the it appears to be the Thumbtack Jack porn. Yep, I just got it. Let me look at this. Doesn't that look like there's a guy in a window with a camera? That, and that's the... Dude, that's a porno. Like, that's a full... He's mid-coitus. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm going to translate some of it. I can't... I don't have Is the that whole... re- like him? Is that really him? Yeah, that's, it looks that's like Jack. It. For sure, that's Thumbtack Jack. And why would it be on this page if it wasn't... Thumbtack Jack is doing porno, and there's someone... This is such a weird photo. There's a guy filming it from outside the window. (laughs) And it's classy, too, right? Just like I said, it doesn't look like anything that's... You know, it looks like he's with a milf or something. Man, (laughs) well, he recovered from his broken back pretty well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was just scrolling through one day and saw that, and I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. I am naming your shot. Out to, I don't know what that means. I'll have to put it in the translation later. But well, um, okay. Well, last. Uh, so okay, back to just to finish up with TOS. Um, so we've got what we got. We got Sakuda, Sasuke, Jimmy Lloyd. We got Gage, uh, Kodaka, Brandon or Kirk invite. is likely going to be in or invite. That's seven. That's six confirmed na- names. 
Drew Parker is a likely seventh. Who would be that eight? I mean, this is a tournament do, with a lot of new guys. Do you think it'll be eight, or do you think they'll go weird and do like ten or twelve? I hope not. I think it'll be eight. I really do. Because I, mean, I really thought we'd see Eric Ryan and Alice Cologne. Or Eric, Raver. Eric, Eric Ryan I mean, might I, be that last guy. I don't think Cologne would be in it? That, that surprises me. Well, keep in mind, he, they have two tournaments. And why not? They but, want them to be different uh rosters ideally so right. who knows um but i think once you start getting like 10 guys and 12 guys you start getting multi-mans like i like the gcw thing where it's like one-on-one it's a fight let's go i agree you know like that's um, why i thought it was weird yeah. the last one when they did uh the 10 guys remember so, oh yeah i know but it's cool that TOS, though, you're getting all of these new guys, like Oren Veidt, the Japanese guys, Jimmy Lloyd, Drew Parker. I mean, this is kind of going to be like, you know, just new talent that we haven't seen in this setting versus, you know, my complaint of the death matches is, um, and this isn't a slam, I would do the same thing if I was running a business, but GCW got so, got so many guys so hot that everybody else started using them, and now... A lot of these matches have been done so many times with all of your schlack and 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 cranes and and uh, ravers and stuff. Where it's like I've seen these guys in so many tournaments. It's good to see new talent on like a bigger stage in this way. So for sure, which will take us to where a lot of this new talent comes from. I don't know if you want to talk about it now, but uh, if you want to go over the ICW four twenty show that we didn't go over uh, on the last one. Absolutely. Give me one second to pull it up. Sure. I mean, ICW out of Milwaukee run by Dysfunction. Yep. This is where we're getting Oren Veidt and Cody Rice and a bunch of other guys. And if for anyone who's wondering, uh, the name of Thumbtack Jack's porno is in the name of Justice. Sorry. <laughs> I, was, I was doing some decoding. <laughs> Crack so, journalism, man. Crack journalism. That's right. You heard it here first. In the name of Justice is uh, Thumbtack Jack's porno. So please uh, check it out and support Thumbtack Jack. He doesn't do death matches anymore, but he's still laying down the pipe. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> put put oh, the pipe shit. down. Laying down the pipe. So the 420 show, uh, obviously, uh, it was a lethal lottery show. It was uh, actually ran on the 28th from the Lopeka Lounge in Wisconsin. It wasn't a death match eccentric show, but I'll, I'll go through the results real quick. Uh, Justice, it was Justice Jake defeated Captain Spicoli. There was a 17-man battle royal for a shot at the uh, Midwest title. Tyler Sullivan won. Uh, Shooter Scott Marciano defeated AC. Right, I'm going to skip down to some of the more uh, high-end matches. And In a four-way, I heard that was really insane. Uh, Alex Herzog defeated Kyle Pro, Drake Daniels, and Neil Diamond Cutter. Um, I heard that Neil really was a star of this match. Uh, the fans were chanting for him to come back. So that's really, really cool. Um, the tenth match uh, in the Extraordinary Gentlemen League of Extraordinary Gentlemen defeated the Juan Hernandez and birthday boy Jack Blackwell. The ICW Milwaukee Heavyweight Championship Joey Avalon defended it in the semi-main event against Jet against uh, Jared Jacks in a main event in a death match 
tag team matchup. The Foley Foundation, uh, Moe and Pitstain Foley, defeated the Hooligans, Mason and Devin Cutter. Uh, they put them through a barbed wire table. So I heard it was a really fun show. A lot of local guys, but this is really doing a lot of cool stuff up there. So I would recommend checking it out when it comes out in Smart Mark Video. Uh, you know, their Insane Eight's going to be crazy this year. And they're kind of, they book Slack again for this summer. So they're doing a lot of cool things up there. And they're building up a lot of their own local stars at the same time. The Foley brothers are guys who've been doing death matches there for a while. So, you know, the, maybe we'll see them break out in this next year. Obviously, Orrin Vett broke out. Um, I think Kyle Pro is going to be a guy who's going to be doing some death matches more. Um, so, yeah, it's always cool to see people coming out of there and, and people doing death matches. Shout out to the Weed Man. Awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, what else we got? Oh, you know what? I didn't get to talk about it. So I was able to watch Crime Wave, and I just had a couple comments I wanted to make. Um, the first is, uh, you just kind of said that, and it made me think of this. Grim Reefer is amazing. He is. I mean, he is. he is so cool. I mean, he's so smooth. He's so, like, awesome, awesome dude. And I, not to highlight his age, but he's been around for a while. He's in great oh, yeah. shape and moves so smooth. I just wanted to comment about that from Crime He's got some great stuff in CGW um, where he did, like, some hardcore stuff with Danny Havoc and Scotty Vortex. Yeah. Ladders, panes of glass. And then he was in Jersey All-Pro for years. Uh, USA Pro, JCW, which was a predecessor to GCW. But, you know, he really had some cool Jersey All-Pro stuff. And, yeah, he was kind of from that Jersey All-Pro kind of cut of Homicide and Loki, Xavier, Louis Ramos, Grim Reefer. Yeah. So um, going forward, um, we've got a couple announcements. Uh, let's go over AWR first. Now, I don't know a lot about AWR. They kind of came out of nowhere, but um, I've seen a lot of people talk. What is AWR and what are they doing? Uh, AWR is a promotion out of Indianapolis, Indiana, um, Asylum Wrestling Revolution. Uh, they're ran by uh, my friend Gary and uh, another uh, gentleman who's a silent promoter. Um, they just ran one card. They had a death match. It was Dale Patrick's. And uh, they did a really good crowd. Uh, one of the cult members that was there said they probably had about 250 people in their first show. So they're running this ARW death match tournament. Uh, they've got a cool first-round lineup. Um, they got some matches that you don't ever see. They've got some different people in some of the shows. Uh, John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Mentley will be taking on the Hooligans in the Shit Tons of Glass match. The cool thing about this match is as soon as the team that wins, they have to fight their partner to move on to the next round. So potentially we could see the Cutters in a match, or we could see Reed and uh, Bentley, which wouldn't be uncommon for IWA Mid-South folks. They've been at war a bunch of times. Another match I think that might be the standout match, and this is a guy who we're going to have on the Deathmatch Cult Presents tomorrow night for an interview, is Cole Radrick. Cole's a guy who, uh, oh man, I was so impressed with him from So You Want to Be a Deathmatch Star, the first one. He had a first-round match with Justin Storm that was fucking insane. Um, and I really, I, I, man, I was on that match for like six months telling people how good it was. And he had a great no ropes barbed match with Reed Manley. Then he kind of stepped away, didn't want to do death matches for a while. But now they got him back in, and he's going to be this in the Southern Sickness Cup. And I think he's going to be a breakout star uh, this year who's going to be, we're going to be talking about next year, like Orin Vite. Orin Vet, fight, vet, vet it, fight. So uh, uh, I think we're going to be talking about Cole Radrick. Another guy who doesn't appear much outside of Detroit is Chuck Steen. He's been doing stuff at Horror Slam, and he recently had a really great match with G-Raver there, and I think he's another guy who people will be pleasantly surprised with. And Neil Diamond Cutter, a guy we just talked about having a really good showing in uh, Milwaukee. They're going to be taking on each other in a barbed wire hell match. Then we have an interesting matchup. We have Peter B. Beautiful and Amazing Maria, and I think Maria is going to kick the fuck out of Peter B. Beautiful. Uh, That's what Peter's good for in a kitchen nightmare death match. 
Then we have a last standing death match. This is two big hosses. It should be an exciting matchup. Uh, Schlack and Aiden Blackheart. Two crazy, reckless guys uh, beating the fuck out of each other. Then we have, uh, in one of his last deathmatch appearances, uh, this guy's retiring this year, I would say a star of deathmatch. He's been doing it since the late 90s. Corporal Robinson will be taking on Alex Herzog uh, for the American Viking War Party. He used to wrestle Alex Randolph. He's doing more deathmatches now, and he's going to be in a thumbtack, light tubes, and cheese grater match. And then we haven't announced Stips yet for this one, but I think this is going to be another standout matchup. Uh, Dale Patrick, the guy who does not get enough credit, is going to be taking on Hosea, who normally doesn't do death matches. But people remember Hosea has done some stuff in Mid-South. He had an insane no ropes barbed wire match with Shane Mercer last year or the year before. So I, it's an interesting tournament. It's not people that are in every other tournament. You know, it's got some local Indiana guys, um, kind of a different lineup. And, uh, you know, the first show they shot, the production was really good. Uh, they have a cool arena. There's plenty of seating there. They're doing the good prices. Lots of, you know, it's a Sunday afternoon, but it's the earlier show. So it won't be late at night, but they're, you know, they're trying to bring Deathmatch wrestling back to uh, Indianapolis and, you know, Indianapolis got such a, you know, Mid-South, uh, Insanity Pro Wrestling, uh, such a, a rich history, Coliseum Wrestling, the death matches there, uh, such a rich history of death matches and, and death match competitors. So I think it's cool what they're doing. They're thinking for the future, you know, they're trying to listen to the fans, who they want brought in and whatnot and things. So uh, I think it's exciting, and uh, I think ARW is going to be uh, hopefully here to stay, and hopefully this will be the first of uh, many death match tournaments there to come. Um, you kind of mentioned it, <coughs> excuse me, um, Horror Slam is going to be running, I believe it's May 22nd, and, and, the, and uh, Schlack is going to be on that show. Um, I forget his opponent. It's one of the local Horror Slam is guys. Peter B? Or? No, 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 no. It's one of the other Chuck, guys. Um, Chuck Steen? Um, Those maybe. are like the two main guys. I would... It might be Chuck Steen. I'm not sure. I would think probably, I'll look it up quick, but I would think because those are the main, uh, the main two, really. Yeah. There's not a lot of uh, other local deathmatch guys there. Uh, most of the other guys are like opening round guys, and they bring in talent. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it's called Deathmatch Apocalypse. It's gonna be May twenty yeah. second. Trying to yeah, get the event page picture, right but... now. Yeah, well, and I want to thank Horror Slam again. I reached out to them because they had recently had a show, and they promised me results, but then they gave me the, oh, well, we're very busy, and other people have asked for them, so it might take three to four days. So I sent my semen and my blood and my fucking urine. I don't understand why it takes you five days to give me results when I'm trying to pump your company. I don't fucking get it. It's oh. Jeff King. I don't see how hard it is to have the results in a Word file and just copy and paste yeah. it. I don't. Please give me until tomorrow. We have two others to give to, and that was three days ago. Long days of school. It's just results. I'm not. They act like it's the time before 30. the printing press where they have to manually yeah. handwrite every one or something. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not asking them for a 37-page dissertation on the history of Horror Slam. It's just results. I mean, they made me call them once. Call them. And fucking explain to them who I was. And stupid me did. And I still try to get the results. Well, folks, unless you send them, this will be the last time I reach out for Horror Slam results. So, unfortunately for Horror Slam, I hope they start sending them. Because I'm not fucking reaching out anymore. Uh, and it's May 17th is a show. Yeah, May 17th, there'll be Schlack against Jeff King. Uh, you know, that's in my neck of the woods. So some of my friends are, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get them to go to Horror Slam and check out other stuff, you know. Congo Kong's going to be on that show, too. He's a dude I never really gave a shit about. I'm sorry to say that, but... I'm just repeating he's on there. I didn't say I was in love with him. 
But uh, yeah, Jeff King's done some deathmatch stuff, but he's not really known for. It. He's done a king and he did a prince. I saw it. Yeah, uh, he I did a double prince. death. What's that? Uh, yeah, I saw him uh, on on those ones. I didn't hear you. You broke up. Oh uh, no! Just I saw Jeff King on those shows. Yeah, you know he's done. So he hasn't done a whole lot of stuff. So I, I'm interested in they're putting him against Slack. I would I would have thought they would have put Chuck Steen or or Peter B would have been fun to watch him get fucking slap murder him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's Horror Slam. So like I say, you know, to the Horror Slam people, uh, I won't ask for your results anymore because I know it's so difficult um, to send them. Uh, I've never had such a difficult problem. I can get results from South Africa quicker and from Brazil. And I have to use translation for, for Brazilian ones. And the quicker than I can get fucking results from Michigan. Um, apparently, it's the greatest kept secret that there is. I don't know. It's kind of pissing me off. So just wanted to throw that out there. Big fuck you to the horse land people for making it so difficult for me to get your results. All right. <laughs> That's my fuck you for the week, too, folks. Presented by. <laughs> you still there? Whoops, sorry. I have oh. my, my oh. shit muted. Sorry. Lost you for a minute. Uh, staying in Ohio, what's going on with um, Unsanctioned Pro? Well, Unsanctioned Pro just ran a, a card there. And uh, I just want to shout out to Derek. I interviewed him recently. He's a real cool guy. Um, he sends me results right away. He communicates with me fast, so I appreciate that. Uh, unlike Horror Slam, if I need to get results, Derek is right on top of it. And he wants to build his company up. And uh, he's always cool about sending to me and thankful. And I thank him. So shout out to Derek and Unsanctioned Pro. They ran their fourth card. Uh, Trip Cassidy defeated Terrell Kenneth. Lord Crew, BMD, Adam Slade, and Jordan Falco in Elimination Scramble. Lexus Montez defeated Dominic Canary. Kobe Durst, uh, real in doubt, indie standout. It's not death matches, I know, but keep an eye on Kobe Durst. Uh, Going to be a breakout indie star. Defeating Ringo Loco. Space Pirates, Space Pirates defeated the Hooligans. Uh, oddly, The Flame, Myron Reed, Chris Copeland, and Jack Andrews defeated Young, Dumb, and Broke. All right. CZW. CZW in the house, young, dumb, and broke, doing big things. Jordan Oliver, Charlie Tiger, and Ellis Tyler. Isn't that impressive? Uh, must be young, dumb, and broke is leaving CZW, too. Uh, Everett Cross defeated Trey Lamar in the, in the finals of the heavyweight, semifinals of the heavyweight title tournament. And then Alice Cologne defeated Mance Warner in a match I heard that was really fun. Uh, main event, Marcus Crane became two-time UPW Hardcore Champion in a four-way, defeating Casanova Valentine, Devin Moore, and Neil Diamond Cutter. Now, the next time Unsanctioned Pro runs, I believe in June, uh, they are going to be doing the Lego Deathmatch 2. And that's going to be Marcus Crane versus Trip Cassidy. If anybody remembers the Lego Deathmatch one with Eric Ryan, it was a whole lot of fun. And Derek said there's going to be more Legos and more Lego weapons. So keep your fucking ears and eyes posted for that. And they've already, uh, I believe they've already sold out the front row and they have a really good uh, advance. Yes. So, yeah, awesome. they're a really cool promotion. They're doing a lot of awesome things down there. And, uh, you know, and they're, they're very restricted where they are. So it's cool that they do these things because Ohio has a lot of restrictions. It's one of those states where, you know, you really can't do a whole lot. And that's going to be June 29th. It's Unsanctioned Pro 5. Uh, don't try this at home. And also, uh, Trey Lamar, I believe uh, Trey Lamar and Ellis, Car no, Ellis Cologne and 
Everett Cross will be fighting for the world title on that card also. So we'll announce that. Cody Rice has been announced. Uh, Ari Aztec has been announced. And like I said, Marcus Crane and Trip Cassidy in the Lego Deathmatch number two. Mm-hmm. So good stuff. Get your tickets. They'll be gone. They won't be there. Uh, you know, you'll have to drive over to Michigan and, and hope to find Horace Lamb following a pigeon and fucking smoke signs. You hate these people. I do now, yeah. Yeah, I do. Because I'm getting, because I'm aggravated. I put in so much effort because I'm stupid for reaching out to them every time. But I figure, you know what? I want to try to help. And, and it becomes such a fucking labor of love. I, I hope they hear this. I don't understand why you people fucking, uh, why you, uh, why you do this. And you don't send them to me. And you act like it's such a, like I'm, like I'm asking you to pick up a car off of someone and it's on fire, it was an accident, or something fucking gigantic. So, yeah, I do hate them. <laughs> They're my fuck you of the week. It's going to be a new segment I do every week. This year, they get, this week, they get it. So, let's move on. Uh, the, uh, uh, the Southern Sickness, uh, the train wreck Southern Sickness stuff, they've oh, announced yeah. a bunch of stuff. They have, they have. They've announced a lot, all the final semifinals. I'm pulling that up right now. I'm excited. I'll be honest with you. I'm almost tempted. I was actually looking at flights to Tennessee in October. I'm kind of excited. This is Joe's looking to fucking bananas. So I'm going to... The finals is going to be a a welcome to the glass jungle. 300 light tubes will line the ropes as well as hang from the structure built above the ring. Uh, Panes of glass and structures will be built around the ring. Uh, so that's going to be a pretty crazy, crazy thing there. Um, I'm going to read the whole card off here in a second. Not the whole card, but what we've got so far. Um, they've also announced the semifinals. There will be three semifinal matches. Uh, the finals will be a three-way, which I can live with. It's better than a 30-way. Uh, some of these are kind of funny. i got to say, a few of these are like odes to Ian Rotten, maybe Kevin Brennan, but I'll open uh, one match is a cut-to-chase match. It's a scissor board, razor board, saw board, and cut soda can boards. Uh, the next one is called the Burn Wild. Hot coals, lit cigars, and tiki torches. That one I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, opponents might bring the... Excuse me, opponent must put the, through the flaming table to win. I haven't seen tiki torches yet. That might suck, huh? Get hit with a flaming tiki torch. I mean, all like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all of this burning stuff. It, I'm, I'm just saying, it's yeah. not my favorite gimmicks. I'm also not a fan sure. of cinder blocks, but the burning for stuff, sure. like, I think it's a lot of risk for not a lot of smash, boom, oh, pow. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The next one is is really a an old. <laughs> What's your point, deathmatch? A pit of cactuses, a pit of gussets, a bed of nails, and here we go for some Kevin Brennan love. A porcupine quills bat. Jeez, <laughs> it's a uh, it's got a little wild in the in the second round. Yeah, porcupine uh, a porcupine quill bat. That's uh that that's something new. Uh yeah yeah, for sure. So so now we go on to the the first round. Let me pull up the whole thing because they just updated it. But uh well they did a porcupine quill thing a porcupine build bo- board in deep south. So uh. You know, hooray. But uh, it, it still is a lot of cool first-round matchups. So let me pull this up. I still think this is going to be a cool tournament. Um, I like the 300 light tubes in the finals. Good old simple light tubes. Sometimes we don't have a 200 light tube anymore. 
Yeah. Uh, and they're just fun if you do them right, you know, and whatnot. Let me just pull this whole event up here. Bear with me for two seconds. I have partial in front of me, but I know they added another matchup. But uh, I am on their page right now. So uh, da -da -da -da, here we go. Okay. Uh, did you hear the news? Two more stipulations have been added. So Schlack and Kelvin Tankman is going to be brutal boards. Uh, Reed Bentley and uh, Dale Patricks is going to be under the C match. And I'm going to pull up the stipulations on that because I have way too much information in front of me. I'm going to pull that up right now. So you want to tell a good story while I'm doing that? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, let's see. I'm looking um, at some H2O stuff. We'll do H2O in a moment. Um, no, I got nothing to really talk about. <laughs> nothing to talk about. It was a... Oh, here we go. So the Broken Boards uh, match is going to be Broken Beer Bottles, Gussets, and Barbed Wire Death. That's going to be Slack and Kelvin Tankman. That's quite a big Haas match. Um... Tremont and John Wayne Murdoch, main event of night one, rematch of King of the Death matches, finals 2015 and 16. Electrified House of Horrors match. I've never seen Electrified House of Horrors. Uh, Marcus Crane and Pat Monix, uh, going to be a fun match. Thumbtack Warfare. Heard there's going to be a lot of tacks. Uh, the Reed Bentley, Dale Patricks is going to be Shark Tooth Boards. I don't know. What's a shark tooth board? They're going to actually have shark teeth? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that just like the porcupine quills, I'm sure that you can just buy these online somewhere. Buy shark teeth? <laughs> they're not going to go in the ocean with a pair of fucking... They're not going to send slack in the ocean with a pair of tweezers and fucking pull them out of the tooth of a great white. Uh, fish hooks, pits of rock salt, and seashells deathmatch. I think it sucked to land on a bunch of seashells. You ever stepped on one? Yeah, but again, yeah. this is just stuff that... I, I mean, and I'm not trying to be too negative. Yeah. I'm, I'm a keep it simple kind of guy. and th But this is yeah, definitely, it, you know, it's, it's different. It's different. We've, we've reached into Ian and Brendan's realm a little bit here. We, uh, Jimmy Lloyd and Deadly Dale, Rob Marsh, and uh, Colt 45 is going to be a first-round classic horror movies death match. I don't know what that means. Casino, Valentine, and Zodiac. Uh, Gusset Strips replaced Glass. Uh, barbed wire death match. And then I think they announced, uh, I think Raver and Cole Radrick or, or uh, Eddie Only, I think they announced in the death match too. And then there's uh, Oren, Cole, Cody Rice, Alex Zane, G Raver. I think they still have two more to announce. So that's what's, that's what's there so far. So, yeah, so that's going to be a pretty big uh, tournament uh, for sure. It's two cool days. that now that, I'm sorry? Two days, yep. Yeah, two days. So this is the King of the Death match. Just this is the logical successor to the King of the Death match. Um, I wish they put the King and the Carnage Cup together. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Well, we actually have we, a replacement. For the I was gonna Cup. say we've got and the John Rare stuff coming up soon. So um, one thing that's interesting to me is um, you know they've they've got more announced for this tournament that's not until October than. Yeah. CZW or GCW do for tournaments that are right around the corner. Um, I sure. almost am critical of it in that they're blowing their wad too fast because now what else can they announce? You know, between right. now and and then. So, sure, sure. But uh, but if people want to go, they're going to go, too. huh? You know, people can get hurt before then. Uh, people could take other bookings. A lot can go wrong with with uh, announcing six months early. 
and the uh, the supply chain for shark teeth could break down. <laughs> right, right, right. The porcupines might go on fucking strike. Yeah. So whoever's gonna pick the porcupines and uh, you can can you buy porcupine quills really? Uh, that's where they were saying that they bought the porcupine quills the last time at the Carnage Cup. They were like, you just buy them online on like Amazon or really? something. I figure some dumb bastard down in Alabama was chasing a fucking porcupine. You would think. I, I really didn't think they ordered it online. I mean, and let me tell you, porcupine quills suck. Have you ever had one in you? Never. They suck. I've never I've even had seen dogs. a porcupine. I really? Wow. Well, you're in the city. I've had dogs have got tangled with them. And once years ago, one of my shepherds. I was probably a teenager, and that poor bastard had 150 quills in him. And you have to remove them. And it was about an all-night thing with my two brothers holding him down. And I got a couple of them intertwined in my hand and getting them out of him. And it's not a pleasant thing. So real all. quick, you can buy porcupine quills pretty easily. There's probably about 100 stores. There's like a Native American um, heritage store. They've got them on eBay. Someone is selling them on Etsy. So porcupine quills are, are you pretty for real? Yeah, they're pretty easy to really? find, yeah. Oh, I guess I've never went shopping for porcupine quills. And they're so pretty I cheap. I didn't, know there, I didn't know there was a market for them. Well, they're not very big. I mean, they're... Yeah, well... What, well, what do they use them for? Um, Art, I think, is what they're kind of selling them as, is people make them. Because I'm, I'm looking at, like, really? a Native American heritage site, so people use them to make, like, necklaces or whatever. How the fuck are you going to wear a porcupine quill necklace? Them fuckers suck if you get them in you. Well, if you're not a bitch, it's okay. Yeah, okay, <laughs> mister, when I see you, I'll fucking hit you with a porcupine quill bat. We'll see you. <laughs> hey, I didn't we'll say a bat. Bitches. We're talking about a necklace here. It's very them different. Fuckers go in, they, they got the spines in them. They go, when they go in you, they attach. It's not like just pulling out quick. There's barbs on them fuckers. I'm looking They're at going Shark's Teeth. So head on over to sharksteeth.com, <laughs> and you this can pick the breed of shark that you want. Holy fuck. So you can find oh. all these sharks, teeth. A megalodon shark. What kind of shark? Um, megalodon shark. What? They're extinct. They yeah, these might be like some They're kind of ceramic. Re oh, these are fossils, say, yeah. All right, I was going to say it's a fucking megalodon. But They've been still. A million um, years. <laughs> yeah, these all seem, like, everything I'm seeing is fossil. Okay, here we go. Great white. Okay, yeah, so... SharkTeethStore.com is selling shark teeth. Wow, great white shark fuck? teeth. So, uh, so wow. yeah, so finding these is not. Um, boy, these are not. These boy, these are looking like they're like fifteen dollars each. So I don't know how they're gonna keep buy like you know a hundred of them or anything. We're gonna have two teeth. Uh, shark teeth, fossils. SharkTeeth.com. I cannot believe there's a SharkTeeth.com and there is. Wow. Hammerhead shark teeth. Fucking order shark teeth. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm looking right <laughs> here. We got hammerhead shark teeth. It's eighteen dollars for like a teeny tiny shark tooth. That's like barely the size of a uh, fingertip. I found some cheaper ones. I found some fossilized shark teeth. A whole bag for only six dollars on Amazon. Well, there you go. Uh, and I also found a big pile. I can get it prime. Two days free shipping. One pound of shark teeth. What if we corner the market on shark teeth and we, and, and then uh, uh, J.C. Rotten's got to overcharge for his shark teeth? Oh, fuck. I can't believe people buy shark. They're probably not even shark teeth. That's the funny part. <laughs> They're probably just fucking uh, reconditioned bones. 
people paying for them. You want to know a funny story? Sure. Where I live, uh, this kind of reminds me, it's not sharp, but where I live, there's a lot of uh, tourists that come up in the fall to see the leaves change colors on the trees. Because apparently we're one of the few places that have leaves that change colors. I mean, up in the old forge area, it's huge. I mean, people come from buses from, like, Missouri and Oklahoma. Fucking people will buy bags of leaves from people. They'll be selling them out in the road. They'll sell them, like, bags of leaves. And people will buy them. That's not shocking. I mean, everybody has value. Like, everyone sees In China, like, there was, like, this fad where people were buying fresh air in a bottle. And it was a kitschy thing. It was, like, a joke gift that you would give people. And I'm sure it's very similar if people buying leaves. It's, like, a kitschy joke gift. Yeah, I don't know. I think they really like them. Well, think about it. If you're in, like, if you're in the heart of New York City, you know... A bag of... It, they fucking disintegrate. You can't keep them forever. Well, no, but, but people use them to make art. <laughs> people use them to make art and stuff. Your art's not going to last long. Well, if you, if you not slack it, but if you use, like, glue and every, I mean, I'm thinking of people making, like, you know, people who put butterflies in, like, cases and that type of stuff. Weird I can people. see, well, weird, teachers, weird as, you know, as weird teachers, people. you always need stuff for your kids so to weird. do. Okay. If, if you went to school to, like, Fossilize uh, and uh, re or, uh, keep uh, butterflies. You're strange. <laughs> you put the lotion in the basket. Is it any stranger than not to get off topic? But is it any stranger than like eating dead cows? Is that any stranger? Yes, a lot of people eat cows. Dead. Why would you prefer? Oh, eat live cows? so it's the fact of the of, <laughs> how, of how many people do it that makes it strange or not strange. Is that it? Yeah, we're getting off topic now. I like this. Uh, okay. This is a uh, no. Uh, I don't, don't want to go down this path. I don't want to go down this path. Don't, because I'll go with you, man. I'm <laughs> I'm an old I'm an old argument dog. You won't get a uh, all right. But I understand what you're saying. So different people. Yeah, because hey, I'm in a country where it's very normal to eat donkeys, sure. and you have sure. hundreds of millions of people eating donkeys. Sure. Yeah, horses normally ate in most of the world. Yeah. In the United States, frowned upon. I've ate a horse in Montreal. It's amazing. Yeah, but if I you mean, want to eat a horse over here, my God, people would fucking chase you down. And I don't eat meat, and I meet people, and they're like, "You all eat donkeys?" I'm like, "What the fuck? You eat like you eat all of this stuff?" But we're gonna cut the line at donkeys for some reason. It's, it's, yeah, it's just dumb to me. For a donkey. Yeah, yeah. If, I don't, you know, the only the only meat I've never tried. Just because I guess I've grown up with cats and dogs would be a cat and dog. Yeah. That would be weird to me. But I know other cultures eat them. But to me, that would be weird. But I can understand that just because something's weird to me doesn't mean it's weird to everyone else. Yeah. So I understand where you're coming from. But like with the like the leaves and butterflies, I mean, that's I guess that's not for nutrition if you eat beef or to eat. But I, I understand what you're saying completely. There's very different cultures around the world. Yeah. Uh, if you go to Mexico, you know, it's a common thing to eat bugs. Yeah. Have you ever ate a bug? Um, I have eaten bugs. I've eaten scorpions and stuff. I've ate grasshoppers. I love them. Yeah. I love grasshoppers. Uh, grasshopper tacos, uh, phenomenal. One of the best things I've ate, roasted grasshopper tacos. Yeah, but love it's one them. of those things where they got to season it, you know, because it's real bland. I forget what – I was in Cambodia, and there's like these um, – it's mostly a phony business, but there are carts that will sell everything, centipedes and and sure. – and, what are those ones that make all the noise? Cicadas or something? Yeah, cicadas, yep. I don't know. I find all of those bugs taste just real kind of grainy and bland. But then you season yeah, plus, them, and then it's yeah. pretty good. Most foods you have to season, though. I mean, even beef is pretty basic if you don't season it. 
you know, I, I'm a seasoner, so most meat I eat, if I don't season it a little bit, you know, there's, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's okay. I like chicken. I like chicken, but I season it with something or I use some kind of sauce. One of my uh, friends, he's from Australia, and he came back and he brought uh, kangaroo burgers. And it was sure. funny how many people of my little group would be like, I can't eat a kangaroo. And he's eating it like, why not? They're fucking assholes. Yeah. We sure. hate those kangaroos. People think they're fucking sure. cute animals, but no, they like eat dogs and stuff. Absolutely. Every culture is different. This is like the weirdest deathmatch news we've ever done. I'm enjoying it, but it's like the... Well, we need a deathmatch where you have to force your opponent to eat. Can you imagine that spot where they put the thumbtacks in someone's mouth and punch them and they spit out the thumbtacks but use it with crickets or something? (laughs) Sounds like something that would have been like Big Japan, 1997. Yeah, yeah. Matsunaga eating crickets while he's chasing the alligator. Matsunaga needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Just saying. I agree. The deathmatch Hall of Fame for GCW. One more match. One more match. At the very least, a steak dinner and smash slack with a bunch of light tubes. At the very least. Absolutely. Absolutely. If they announce Matsunaga, I'll go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, let's get back to the wrestling. Let's get back to wrestling? I guess. Right. Uh, we got a couple more American news to go over. Um, let's go over the small news, and then we'll do H2O at the end. Um, Casanova, uh, Casanova Valentine, he's going to be doing his own uh, July 4th event. It's going to be in New York. Um, I don't have it in front of me. Let, let me get the details in front of me. But Casanova, okay. he's going to be doing a big hullabaloo on July 4th. Do you have it in front of you by chance? I'm looking for it right now. Here it is. Here we go. Um, no, Okay. It's going to be Brooklyn. It's going to be a rooftop party. It's going to be uh, yeah. Juggalo-inspired. He's going to have... Juggalo and Court's uh, and Court's face painting. There's going to be a secret celebrity guest ref, a big pool. His mom is making 20 pounds of macaroni salad. They're going to have beer pong, flip cup, and bro shit, whiskey and beer sponsorships. The Boulevard Bullies are going to be there. Um, fireworks, stand-up comedy. Have you seen the feud that uh, between Casanova Valentine and certain GCW staff members? I have heard about it, yes. Yes, I've heard about it. Uh, any comments about that you want to make about it? I mean, because obviously uh, GCW is running the Backyard Wrestling Private Party on July 4th. It's going to be kind of a closed event with a certain amount of tickets. I think this Casanova event is going to be more open, but it is interesting they're both running in basically the same market on the same day. It is July 4th, but I don't know. Right. It's a little interesting, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, I don't know. Uh, I'm excited to see the Casanova thing. I think Casanova has all kinds of, like, stuff. But, you know, people comment to me, like, as if I'm somebody. But they're like, why isn't Casanova in fucking GCW? I'm like, and I think it's just, you know, they have a lot of guys. You know, I know there's, like, a struggle to stay loyal to a lot of guys. And then to bring in one more guy, I just think, isn't in the cards at the moment. And Casanova's doing fine doing his own thing. Yeah, I like both entities. I, I, I love GCW, and I really like what Casanova does. So I have nothing ill to say of either of them. Um, I think this cool is, uh, you know, it's him and FMW Tony Leather, uh, Apidium versus uh, Joe Gacy and the Ugly Ducklings versus the Gymnasty Boys. Then night two is him and Effie. Then a five-way between Airwolf, Pinky Sanchez, Eric Cannon, and the Atomic Thunderfrog. Yeah, they do cool shows. Um, Jesus, they got Zach, remember Zack Sabre Jr. came in to do a no-ring death match? Yep. <laughs> 
People really dig it. He's created a great uh, product. Uh, a lot of people copy him. A lot yeah. of people copy him. We didn't talk about it. I don't have the results in front of me, but uh, you know, Big Joe came into Vegas and he re, you know, he uh, he regained the Rise Championship in a three-way yep. with uh, uh, Casanova and then Marcus Crane in Vegas, and it looked like Joe was working security at some event. So um, obviously, every wrestler wants to travel the world, so it's good that Joe was able to get around and uh, you know see yeah. the world through deathmatch wrestling. He was talking to me a little bit. It's with his regular job. I don't know what that is, but he does some kind of security thing in the UK, and that's what brought him over too. Besides the match with Marcus and them, he actually was working in Vegas the whole week, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. And you know, uh, so good, good for Big Joe and Casanova and all those guys building up their brand and what they can. And Rise is, let me get the date. Rise is going to be running their own No Ring Death Match. Actually, yep. um, do you happen to have the date in front of you? I am on the rise page right now. All right, it's a race. Who's going to get there first? It is going to be on May 18th. Yep. Yep, UK's first no-ring death match. This is going to be in uh, Middlesbrough. So if you're anywhere near uh, Middlesbrough, it's someplace called Hay Base Camp. I'm guessing it's a bar, but they're going to be running UK's first ever no-ring death match event called Community Standards. So Rise has that going on, so that'll be cool. And uh, tickets are only ten pounds, and yeah, they've like, uh, actually Joe and Iceman. got yeah. They've actually got a yeah. It's gonna be Big Joe versus Iceman and a few it's other guys. Yeah, the band. It's gonna be a big lineup. They've got a shuttle package. If you're coming from Leeds, which is a bigger city in in, in England, if you're coming from Leeds, uh, they've got a package where you get a ticket and round trip bus travel for twenty five pounds. So about thirty bucks or so. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, the knowing is, you know, uh, like you said with Casanova, he's all over. Vegas, Los Angeles recently, Louisiana, he does stuff in Florida all the time. And so many stars have wanted to do them with him. I mean, Masada, Gage, people contact him. He's at Tremont, and he's had so many. You know, him and Marcus and uh, Slack and Kid Osborne have really put on almost a whole promotion down there where they're intertwining. The No Peace Underground. So super cool. Um, one last bit of American news, and then we'll go over the H2O announcements. Um, why don't you tell us about the Stargate Championship thing that that uh, that just started up? Uh, not too much, as you just sent it to me. Uh, but let me uh, let me pull it up real quick. It's a promotion out of uh, looks like the Indianapolis, Indiana area. Um, looks like they're going to be running a card on the night of death on June fifteenth at the Atomic. Excuse me, Atomic. I can't read the American Legion in New Albany, Indiana. Uh, New Albany is a place that uh, IW Mid South used to run at times too, so it's definitely that territory. It's not too far from uh, um, uh, Indianapolis, so it's definitely in that. It looks like their main event of their first show is going to be a four-way uh, with Aiden Blackheart, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, and the Nerd. It's going to be a four-way death match. Um, I don't see a whole lot. It looks like front row tickets are $15. I'm actually going to be reaching out to this promotion. I think I sent them a message, and I'll, I'll get some more information. So next time uh, we can, you know, even talk about it more. But it looks like, an, you know, there's a there's a hole there in, in Indianapolis. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, GCW is trying to go all over. Did you see the thing about Brett wanting to go down south? 
Yeah, we forgot to mention that. So yeah, Brett made the comment on Twitter. He said, hey, anybody who's got a building down south, and, and his quote was, real doubts, real down south, where no one, basically just saying where there's no cops, basically. And, um, you know, he was talking Tennessee, West Virginia, that area. And then about 10 minutes later, he said, got one. So expect um, GCW, Southern Comfort. Alabama, Mississippi area. Yeah. West Virginia is up a little bit. So you think Uh, talking there? I I would would be surprised if they run a card at some point in Indianapolis. Uh, That's a pretty good-sized city, and there's such a long history of deathmatch stuff there, too. I know that they want to go to Texas eventually. Mm -hmm. I know it's something that Danny looked at. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him pop up in Vegas at some point. Uh, you know, they're, they're definitely, uh, you know, big company. And grow- Detroit's another one I, I would think they would be at some point, too, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a long line of history of deathmatch stuff in Detroit with XICW, uh, Insane Championship Wrestling. You know, those are promotions at Necro, Toby, Derange, Brain Damage, Pondo, Messiah, Tony, Corp Robinson all worked at quite a bit back in the day. Yeah. So it's definitely cool to see where they're going to be going. I know they want to go all over, and I think it'd be cool to see them do a, a show down south. And I, I think, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I wouldn't do well. I think it'd do pretty good because fans will travel for GCW, plus they have all those fans down there. Um, uh, I well, thought, like, well, we both had, you know, friends and contacts went to the Horror Slam show that had Gage on it, and everyone said they were right. like, there were more more gcw fans there than sure. anything sure and that was just with gage imagine a whole gcw show yeah well gage also raver was there but yeah imagine plus right. it's like horror slam you know horror slam draws anywhere from 100 to 150 people to their shows it's a really good good uh turnout and they do fuck all for advertising like they're just not organized oh. in the way that <laughs> gcw is and from living in that area I'm telling you right now, like, wrestling in that area is the doldrums, and people are hungry for better wrestling. Ring, Ring of Honor, in, in the old days, always ran Chicago and Detroit back-to-back, and they did really well. Yeah. Um, so and Dearborn? GCW, yeah. GCW, I could see them doing a Chicago and Detroit back-to-back at some point. Or Indianapolis and Chicago. Yeah. That might be kind of close. But, you know, they could definitely do those there. Because um, I do think that at some point they're going to become a company that when they run, they're going to run probably two cards. It's probably going to be a Friday and Saturday, maybe near each other, like a California and Vegas or an Alabama and Mississippi or a Philadelphia and New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? I think they're going to be that company eventually. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I mean, I think they, if they do that, well, we'll talk about that when it happens. Um, the sky's the limit with those guys, with their, you know, w- just with the ambition that they have, it's just insane. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to GCW. I, I'm, I'm having fun coming up with names for cards. Like I'm thinking, like, G- like GCW, we're not gonna take it. You know, GCW, you got to fight for your right to party. Just keep on thinking I think, of stupid I think, names. I think Brett's more of a rap name than like. Twisted Sister, though. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of his titles come from, like, rap albums. So I think you're you're going to shift from that glam rock to the rap albums. You'll probably be more... Well, to more me, rock. they're all, like... I mean, like, Crime Wave. I mean, it's all, like, names built around, like, breaking the law in some way, Ready you know? Ready to die. The block is hot. But there... Yeah, but there are a lot of rap idol, idol albums, too. Titles. Yeah, you're right. Ready to Die was a biggie album. I forgot about that. Yeah, hot, the block is hot. Uh, there's a lot of, the last ones was a rap album. How there's about a lot this? Of rap. 
if they went to Detroit, this is just a question. If if you're Brett and Danny and you're going to Detroit, for instance, just saying, would you want to get ICP? Would you reach out and be like, hey, guys, you want to come in, do a meet and greet signing and hit somebody with yeah, a fucking light tube? Yeah, probably. I think they're they're uh, yeah yeah they're big in that area sure why not I mean they're big in wrestling you know people know about them in yeah. WBF and WCW Absolutely. I mean they, they ran a IWA Mid South shows yeah they used to tour the, the country with the Juggalo shit yeah. they did like twenty dates that one year for uh, yeah I yeah I think that'd be a smart move yeah to do like a meet and greet with them or do some kind of interaction with them for sure you know they still run JCW shows. Yeah, I mean, uh, for sure, that would definitely be a smart, you know. I think like, it would be worth it for them to sponsor. What if, I mean, this is something, you know, you know, uh, GCW could sponsor wrestling at the gathering. Because for the past couple of years, sure. the, the wrestling at the gathering has been self-sponsored. And yeah. it's just not the top of the line, you know what I mean, for a lot of different right. reasons. And I can see GCW being like, hey, we're just going to vend at, at, you know, bring in the Bring in the ring, bring in the guys. It's it's the gathering of the, the jugglers and sell your GCW merch and DVDs and set up a sponsored table. I mean, I think that'd be a great endeavor for them. Could you see them doing a show at the gathering? Well, yeah, and then they would sponsor the wrestling yeah. for that weekend. They could run a collective thing of like night one is going to be this comedy show, night two is a deathmatch right. show, night three we're going to fly yeah. in. Um, I think that would uh, be a step you know. up in quality for, and there's a gazillion fans there already. So you, the only thing you could do is draw more. Yeah. And you'd probably turn a lot of people on. You'd probably get a lot of new fans. Yeah. Once they saw the GCW product, that's a pretty good idea. And if they do run Detroit, they should do like the, the Murder City Mayhem, Brett. Just just for a shout out for a title, write that down. <laughs> Murder City, Murder City Mayhem. Sky's the limit. Um, but yeah, that's a good idea, you know. Just an idea that kind of popped in my head. Um, let's see. Um, let's go over this H two O stuff. They announced all kinds of stuff. They did. If you want to go over all that, I am going to it right now. So let me fill up the time here. I'll, I'll let's think of an ICP <laughs> name that they could use. GCW. Uh, the unveiling. <laughs> I don't know what. I'm trying to think uh, of an ICP themed uh, something uh, they could do for a Detroit show. The Hatchet Boys. GCW Chicken Hunting. Chicken Hunting. Which is code for <laughs> cop killing. But anyway. Okay. Is it, I'm sorry, I'm not a juggalo. <laughs> I don't know my I grew up in the Detroit area, man. It was impossible not to be as a kid. Were you a juggalo? Um I never painted I never painted my face once, but I can sing eighty nine ICP and twisted songs off the top of my head right now. That's interesting. I've been to a whole bunch of <laughs> Twisted concerts. I've seen ICP twice. Yeah, I saw Kid Rock back when he was a nobody. Yeah, nice. I got a friend that's into them. I, I can't say I ever really was, but I got a buddy that's into them. They had a big, you know, Great Malenko was huge. Okay, so H two O, two tough Tony results. We'll start out there. Uh, Four twenty six. Unfortunately, two tough Tony had some personal problems and couldn't make the show, um, but they did announce that he will uh, be coming back in the future. So uh, definitely, they announced it as soon as they found out. Things do happen sometimes. 
Uh, the Extricated defeated Tony Deppin, Jeff Cannonball, Mitch Mellon. Ron Mathis in the White Trash Challenge defeated Sean Henderson. Low Life Louie defeated Jersey All-Pro legend, uh, JCW, uh, USA Pro, guy who really uh, was a staple early on doing the old Nazi gimmick in Jersey All-Pro, Crazy Ivan. Used to be skinhead Ivan. Uh, he came out, and it's interesting to see him. Uh, Notorious Inc. defeated the Cutthroat Kings of Connor Claxton and Logan Black. Tara Calloway and Maria Manic did a signing for the WH2O match on uh, the 4th, which is going to be a no barbed wire match, and they got into a big brawl. Matt Tremont was attacked by the Extricated, and Chainsaw Tony made the save, setting up for a future match. Steve Sanders defeated Danny Gallagher and Jimmy Lloyd. Sake defeated Chuck Payne. Lucky 13 defeated Aaron Williams and Alex Clone. And then in a crazy main event, which I've seen pics of in this match, looks wild. Schlack defeated Kid Osborne in a light tubes and lumberjacks match. So that is the uh, the main the mayhem from that night. And they do have a lot of things announced. So I'm going to go ahead and go into that real quick. Um, before I do announce the WH2 card, I'm just going to go over the uh, the. Uh, Subterranean Violence 5 card. Really stacked fucking card. Um, that's going to be later this month. I'll pull up a date in a minute. Uh, a lot of matches. Uh, they're going to have a deathmatch gauntlet, which is going to be six competitors. That's going to kind of be the younger guys. Um, I think Castro Valentine is going to be in that match, too, because he hasn't had an announced match yet. He's announced for the card. Uh, so it's going to be an early-on matchup uh, deathmatch gauntlet. Besides that, we have uh, this is a deathmatch tag team theme show, so there's a lot of tag team matches. Uh, Marcus Crane and Dale Patricks <coughs> will take on Jeff Cannonball and Mitch Ballon in the Doors of Death. Uh, G Raver and Raven Havoc. Uh, this match, I think, is going to be insane. G Raver and Raven Havoc against Eddie Only and Eric Ryan. Uh, that's just going to be 200 miles per hour of fucking craziness. Um, stipulations to be announced. Storm of Entrails. Teaming up to take on Low Life Louie and the Returning Wax in a fans bring the weapons match, an old school death match. Notorious Inc. will take on Jimmy Chando Lion and Mark Angel in a Falls Count Anywhere death match. Uh, the Hooligans, Neil Diamond Cotter and Alex Herzog, four on three, will take on the organization Brandon Kirk, Kit Osborne, and Connor Claxton. It should be a fun match. Main event, big main event, 200 light tube match. Matt Tremont and Alice Cologne. What do you think about that card? Uh, stacked. Absolutely stacked. Absolutely. I especially want to see the main event, obviously. Some of those tag matches are are, are going to be awesome. Um, I'm definitely going to be purchasing this when it comes out. For sure. Uh, you know, 200 light tubes. Like I, I was just talking about earlier how I have a love for 200 light tube matches. Um, what is the, the, well, real quick, what is the date on that show again? Uh, it's, uh, May 18th. May 18th. I'm wondering, so they usually will run a watch party for, like, a WWE pay-per-view, and I'm wondering if there's a pay-per-view that day. I, I don't know. I think, uh, well, well, that's Saturday, so there would not be on one on Saturday. Um, maybe a UFC. It's, I don't know. We'll see. I was just curious about that, but anyway, go no, on. The, the W2H show is, uh, this week. It's the 4th. It's coming up on Saturday. Uh, the main event is going to be Maria Manic and Tara Calloway in a no-rope barbed wire death match uh, to crown the first WH2O champion. Unfortunately, Addie Starr had something come up, and she couldn't make this show, which really sucks because uh, I was excited to see her, but she'll be back in the future. Um, intergender hardcore match, low-life Louis Ramos takes on primetime Amy Lee. Another intergender match, Maxie Impaler. Uh, if you haven't seen her, think like, 
Nicole Bass, like giant fucking book and move really good. She's done stuff out in California and she recently did some stuff in Mid South. So she is uh, quite a specimen. She'll be taking on Stockade. Another intergender match Brittany Blake versus Stand Man Styles. Jenny Rose versus Gabby Ortiz. Gabby Gilbert versus Gemma Cross. And Jinx versus Sean Henderson. So that's the WH2O show. Uh, Super Clash 3. Third anniversary show will be June 14th. Uh, I think the only thing announced for that I know is going to be Tremont. I want to say Louis Ramos and uh, Leather. They'll be taking on the Extricated in a death match. And H2O has also announced uh, for the rest of the year of matches. Uh, not matches, but uh, dates. July 4th, uh, Palooza. July 20th, excuse me, Palooza. August 9th, Opportunity Knox 4. Opportunity Knox 3 will be May 5th. Uh, October 31st, their Hardcore Halloween show. And then December 21st, Merry F and Christmas 2. So that's what's going on in the world of H2O. Awesome, man. July 4th is the... There's a lot going on July 4th. So anyway. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, Let's see, last bit. Do you happen to have results from the DTU tours? I have some, yes. I'll pull them up right now. All right, cool. So yeah, Orin Vite and G-Raver representing GCW, uh, they went down to DTU and they've been doing some stuff down there for the past like week or so. Yep. I'm pulling them up right now. I think I've got at least the first two. I don't think they're all up, but uh, first night, uh, Orin Vite and Prince Kometsa defeated Arrow Boy and Crazy Boy and Crazy King and Orin Vite in a three-way death match. The second night, uh, Crazy King and Arrow Boy defeated Orin Vite and G-Raver. I do not have the last night's results yet. By the way, um, Apple iTunes can go fuck themselves. I've been trying to add this podcast feed to iTunes for the past three weeks and they keep denying it. So now I have to send them I have to send them an email once we're done. Fuck you iTunes. I can't stand iTunes. What's the problem? I don't know. That's what I gotta email them about, so fuck off. So um I'm sorry, so yeah um DTU has actually been streaming these shows on YouTube through the Lucha Plus uh uh brand. Yes they have. So that's really cool. Um all right, cool. So that's the DTU report. Um, anything else going on in Mexico? I know that the uh, Guanatos card got kind of screwed up, right? Uh, yeah, from what I heard. I don't know the exact deal what's going on there or not. If they're going to have the show or not, for sure. Well, they, you know, they're they're pretty adamant they're going to have the show. So on May fifth, they're going to have the you know the uh, the Principe del Deathmatch tournament. Um, apparently, uh, something happened and a couple they had to move around the card. Um, one second. That's not me. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, they're going to be adding their stuff to the former Powerbomb TV, now independentwrestling.tv. So, the Guanatos uh, hardcore crew is going to be on there. And this, you know, you're going to see some pretty wicked cards with G- uh, with uh, Miedo and Ciclope. So, if you want to see that for, uh, as part of a package deal and you want to sign up for this uh, uh, independent wrestling.tv deal, you can see that. And apparently this Deathmatch tournament is going to be on there uh, very soon. But <clears throat> they mixed it up. It's going to be four three-ways three in the ways. first round. And then the final is going to be a four-way fans oh, bring the weapons. Yeah. A lot of... Uh... They've changed some of the, to be honest with you, the guys I was most excited about to be in this are no longer in it. Yeah. Uh, the Zona 23 guys are no longer on the show. Is it possible so that, that they were pulled because Zona 23 might do their own tournament? 
Uh, very well, could be. Uh, but Sabrasso and uh, Overdoso were Sabrasso and Lunatic Extreme are supposed to be on the show, and they're not. So they've added different talent. Now, they actually, originally it was supposed to be one-on-one matches too. So now they've had a lot of talent. It's really a lot of, with the exception of uh, Willie Banderas and Brian Velo, uh, who did the match against Seco Play and Medeo. It's a lot of talent I haven't really seen too much. I mean, Arrow Extreme, I've seen some stuff. And Shinryu Jr. has done some stuff on opening uh, Zona shows. But a lot of these guys I've never heard of. I'm looking right now. So, so I'm at the independent. So if you head over to independentwrestling.tv... I just want to see if they see what uh, Guanato's cards they may have. Let me just kind of look really quickly. Uh, they have so many companies now; it's insane. Uh, Guanato's Hardcore Crew. Oh, it's just listed as coming soon, so I don't think they have uh, anything up. But you know, Guanato's—they had uh, you know—they've just got cards with Miato and Ciclope and all that type of stuff. They've also got ninety-four CZW events. Um, so yeah, independentwrestling.tv, something kind of cool there. Um, so that's what's going on in Mexico. A uh, couple Japan tip uh, news, really quick. We didn't talk about it, but Freedoms held a show on uh, April twenty first in uh, Hiroshima. Um, this is just a lot of the same kind of stuff. You know, Jukasai and Takeda defeated Fujita and Fukumoto. Um, they're gonna be having a show May second. It's gonna be starting about twelve hours from right now. Um, where uh, Kasai is going to take on Fujita um, in a Razor Cross death match, and they're hyping it that this is the first time they've run this type of step. It's Razor Cross and whatever else was involved, but it's the same set of stipulations as when Ryuji Ito took on uh, Kasai in that really famous match in 2009. I don't know why they're hyping it in that way. I mean, this isn't this isn't going to be a big draw. Um, but that's what's going on. And then Big Japan, they had their final hype-up show for the May 5th show. In the main event, um, they had the last Heisei deathmatch. Heisei is how the Japanese date their eras, and this is the end of this era. So this was the last deathmatch of the Heisei era. Um, but it was... Uh, co- <clears throat> excuse me. Um, let's see. Uh, Miyamoto and Kodaka defeated Sakuda and Takahashi. There was also a match, a barbed wire board deathmatch. I don't know what the fuck happened. I gotta see this match. But Kobayashi, Udo, and Ueki defeated Ito, Sakin, and Tsukamoto. It's a barbed wire deathmatch. Kobayashi looked sliced to death. He was just pouring blood. And the photos are him signing stuff with fans with a big smile on his face. And he's just covered in blood. Kobayashi is an absolute legend, man. If you want to talk about a Hall of Famer, it's that guy. Um, really interesting, Takeda wasn't on this show, which is really interesting to me. And this was on April 30th. But um, Big Japan uh, Core, they are starting to upload more shows. So hopefully this show will wind up on Big Japan Core sooner yeah, than later. Yeah, I guess all the Ecotosian shows are on it now. Yeah, which is great for fans. So right there you have, you know, 40-plus death matches to watch on bit on. Big Japan Core for about eight dollars a month, so that's awesome. Um, so that's all that's going on in Japan, um, and that's all I've got. Is there anything else that you have uh, to go over? No, no, that's about covers it all. I think. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, you know, head on over to Patreon.com/slash Deathmatch News. Uh, if we helped you kill some time, 
help us fund this show so we can keep on watching all of these shows. You know, these do cost us money, and uh, it is a fun thing, but who doesn't like money, right? Um, head on over, help out John Gray, keep him in your prayers. Uh, let's hopefully the next time we talk, we'll be uh, talking to Mike about. Um, do you have a name, a name chosen for your new spawn? Are you going to name him Nick Gage Jr. or something? Uh, no, we're 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 close, but we're not a hundred percent on the name yet. We're still uh, we're still going back back and forth. When you're hitting kid child, you know nine nine and ten, I imagine that the names don't matter as much, right? Eleven. 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 For me. Nice. I can imagine it's just like, yeah, name him whatever. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> no, it's always important to have a good name, strong okay. name. You know, strong I've name. always, uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't like uh, simple names. You know, I, I have, uh, you know, Evan Isabella Rose, and I have an Evelise Grace, and, uh, Gabriella Fina. I, I like strong names. Hopefully the next time we'll be welcoming a new uh, person to the world. So um, thank you guys very much, and we will see you guys later.